This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. In this town, there is no off-season. The news never stops and neither do we. It's always game day in Cleveland with Andy Baskin and Daryl Ryder. It is always game day in Cleveland. He is Daryl Ryder. I'm Andy Baskin. I'm in a closet somewhere. I'm in the coach's closet local school he is daryl Ryder. he's sitting in the Ryderland studios or well we need to come up with a name for your it's, uh area that you did it's not really your office we it's the green room yeah it needs like um no that's like, what that's what it is it is the green room that is the because name because the walls are painted green no because in the business where do you have the guests sit and wait to come on the air the green but, room yeah that's the exactly. waiting area daryl that's the waiting area before you come on the air don't, you're don't. on the air don't don't rain on my bit. It, it it is the green room. It's been the green room since the day I moved into this house, and painted uh, the walls angry Hulk green. And then I think we can do better. I think it should be like, I like uh, the green. Room. How about Ryder Worldwide Productions? Uh, do Letterman? No. Yeah, no. We can't do anything that I need to copyright. Because legally, I'm not allowed to copyright anything as long as I work for Odyssey. <laughs> So, <laughs> all right. Beep, beep, beep. <laughs> Who's having more fun than we are right now? All right. So let's let's get into some of the offseason stuff with the Browns and uh, let's have a little bit of fun. The coaching staff uh, seems to be settled. Is it settled completely, Daryl? You tell yeah, me. Yeah, I mean, for the most part, they, they got the three big ones, right? Uh, Ken Dorsey's the new offensive coordinator. Deuce Staley's the new running backs coach. And Tommy Reese is your new uh, tight ends coach. So those are. Uh, at least from my perspective, those are the big moves. Now they're not official yet, but you know, confirm that those are the moves and, you know, we'll, we'll wait for an official announcement from the Browns. I imagine we'll have uh, media availabilities with uh, all these uh, new people. Um, they're the new collaborators, if you will, with Kevin Stefanski on whatever they plan to do with the offensive playbook this off season to tweak it and make it more Deshaun Watson if that's, a, I guess that's the thing, right? That that's what they're going to be doing this offseason is making things more Deshaun Watson. Um, okay. So, um, you know, the 
you know, th- those are the big ones, at least from where I sit. The you know the, the biggest changes. Um, you know, uh, let's not forget though um, that they did have the special teams coordinator change. I think that actually happened in February last year. Or yeah, it happened late. late. Yeah, it was late in the process. Like it looked like Prefer was going to come back. And then all of a sudden, lo and behold, the Browns find out that Bubba Mentrone might be available, and voila, um, you know, uh, they they went ahead and and you know ended up firing um, Mike Prefer, and then and then hiring Bubba Mentrone. They also, you which know, is by the way, which is extremely awkward in the coaching world because everyone's always scrambling to get new jobs when a coach gets fired or right. not. And so, if you're sitting there in February without a job, you're probably in trouble. Right. And and here's the other thing, too, is uh, yeah, let's not forget Ben Bloom. Uh, it, um, we'll see if he actually remains with the team. Mm-hmm. Um, but there is, you know, a change with the defensive line coach. And I, I think this was brilliant. They brought in Jacques Cesaire from the Houston Texans, who basically kicked their ass in the wild card game. Right. <laughs> right. Let's be honest about it. So yeah. I, I think that that's, you know, a, a brilliant hire um, by Kevin Stefanski. Uh, as well as Jim Schwartz there to, you know, tweak some things uh, in, in, uh, on the defensive side of the, uh, of the ball, uh, on the defensive line and, and how they want to coach that up and that. But I, I do think Bloom did a nice job uh, last year uh, with the, the defensive front, especially with all the new pieces that they brought in last offseason. So, yeah, so we're at four coaching changes made by the Browns. And, um, you know, like I said, uh, I'm anticipating official announcements coming uh, here in the next couple of days, and then we'll probably have an opportunity to either go out to Berea and visit with these folks or, you know, talk to them over Zoom. All right. So here's my big burning question on this, Daryl, that, you know, it's not that I'm anti-Ken Dorsey at all, because I'm not. I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what he's saying. I didn't, you know, I liked him when he was a player. I like, you know, I liked him, especially in college. And then, you know, he seems like a good guy. Um, but I'm trying to figure out what makes Ken Dorsey better than Alex Van Pelt. Well, I, I think that when you look at the the change, it, it, I think it's multifaceted why they've done this, right? And we, we okay. talked a little bit about it. <clears throat> Alex was here for four years, right? Right. And he wasn't called in plays. And I feel like that that relationship professionally – went as far as it was going to go, if that makes sense. Yeah, absolutely makes and, sense. And everyone, and when you say something like that, everyone wants to attach a negative connotation to that. And I, I get it. Like, I, I get it. Because anytime you make a change or you fire someone, right, there there is a, an inherent negative connotation that comes with that. But um, I, I think that Kevin Stefanski looked at the situation and was like, hey, you know what, we've taken this as far as we can take it, right? We pulled back the 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 curtain on the offense last year, peeled it back, rebuilt some things, um, and we got mixed results in the time that Deshaun was on the field. We got to see moments of brilliance. I mean, the Cincinnati game, it was sloppy weather, so we didn't get to really see Air Watson take effect there. Um, and then, of course, Deshaun got hurt not once but twice, and ultimately his season came to an end. And so now you bring in a guy like Ken Dorsey, um, and he's just yet another new uh, assistant coach that has Brown's ties, right? I mean, he's a former quarterback, was here from 2006 to 2008, did not play in a game until the 2008 season. He ended up starting three games that year. Um, 
lost all three games. Uh, that was the year that the Browns will ended up losing. They like, I, I believe finished four and 12 coming off the, uh, the 10 and six season. And, you know, Romeo Cornell and Phil Savage had just gotten contract extensions from former owner, Randy Lerner. Everyone was feeling great. And then of course, Braylon Edwards being the knucklehead he was as a player uh, decided to run around training camp without shoes on and he got stepped on and well, kids will be kids. And, and that just, you know, and then of course they went to New York in the preseason to play the giants who beat the living crap out of them. And half the team got hurt in that game. And it just, it spiraled the injuries that year spiraled and, <laughs> the season basically ended the the highlight of the year, which everyone will remember the Phil Savage bleep you go root for Buffalo uh, email. And uh, I don't know if I ever next told, message, right? Text yeah, message. The, the email. Uh, I don't know if I ever told this story uh, on the, on the podcast, but I, I, I spoke to Terry Pluto about it and I, I got his permission to tell this story because it involves him. So the Browns are playing at Buffalo. I'm, I'm in the press box in the row in front of both Terry Pluto and Phil Savage. Okay. Uh, and, and both men are, you know, deeply rooted in their faith and, you know, uh, right. certainly, you know, respect and understand that. So uh, right. throughout much of the game, I could overhear them, um, you know, exchanging faith-based thoughts and, you know, gospel, so, the gospel, you know, a little bit. Bible verses that meet, you know, have meaning in their lives and, and things mm -hmm. like that. Um, and and it, it was great. I mean, I felt like I was in church for four hours. I, I was in one of the cathedrals of football at uh, uh, what they now call Highmark Stadium in Buffalo. Uh, and then, uh, you know, I had two of the nicest human beings that you will ever meet on this earth in, uh, you know, Phil Savage and, and, and Terry Pluto uh, sitting behind me. And um, it's just it's ironic that that night after, you know, all of that, um, and the Browns ended up losing the game. Then the, you know, the story breaks that a fan received an email from Phil Savage after the game, because the fan was pissed that the Browns lost and it was a bleep you go root for Buffalo. And I'm like, wait a minute, is this the gospel according to Phil? That's funny. That's really funny. <laughs> but you know, and, and it just, it was so out. And I, and I remember the press conference in Berea too, because Phil like had to come down and, and do a mea culpa press conference. And I had, you know, I, I know Phil, like it was just so out of character no. for him because really again, out of character. I mean, I agree. Just one of the most genuine down to earth, nice men in the sport of football that you, not even just the sport of football, just on this planet that you're ever going to meet. Same with Terry Pluto. They're just sure. the salt of the earth. They're just wonderful human beings. They're easy to talk to. Um, like I had a great time in Canton this past um uh, uh, August, uh, when Joe went into the Hall of Fame, I had an opportunity to catch up uh, with Phil Savage. He gave me a big hug when he saw me in that, and just such a great guy. But I always, when I think of the 2008 season, I, I, I just, I, I don't think of Ken Dorsey starting three games for the Cleveland Browns. I, I, I think, I, I, I think of that email that you know, and I've been there, like. Dude, you know how many times I've given someone the finger that I've regretted it? <laughs> like, yeah. Hey, you know, you're just you telling know. them. They're number one, like right. our listeners and our viewers right now on It's Always right. Game Day in Cleveland. Hey, speaking of that, we'll come back in a minute. We've got a lot more to talk about when it comes to the playoffs. And uh, how about a stadium uh, story that we can get into and maybe some behind-the-scenes stuff uh, I've got from uh, Baskin and Phelps. So it's always game day in Cleveland.